This week on the podcast, our very own Carisha Martinez interviews Code for America about an app they've created to expunge criminal records. This is Using the Whole Whale, a podcast that brings you stories of data and technology in the nonprofit world. My name is George Weiner, your host and the chief whaler of wholewhale.com. Thanks for joining us. Today, we have Alia Taran Burrell. She's a senior program manager at Code for America. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. So let's talk about Clear My Record. What is it? How did it come into existence? And how did you get working on it? Yeah. Um, So Clear My Record is a program... um, out of the organization Code for America. So Code for America is a nonprofit technology organization based in the Bay Area. We've been around for about 10 years and we work with government to use technology to improve service delivery. Um, We really believe in government and because we believe in it so much, we think that it can be better than it is today um, and that it can use the tools and Um, strategies in the digital age to actually do this work. So we work in a number of different areas, um, including how we improve um, how people access social safety net services, like in California, CalFresh to get food stamps. Um, We're looking to help increase the numbers of people who access the earned income tax credit, for instance. And then, as you mentioned, um, we have work in the criminal justice sphere with the program Clear My Record, which is what I work on. Um, And we've been involved in the criminal justice space for about three years now. Um, We started Clear My Record, so back in 2016, with this knowledge that people with criminal convictions who had convictions that were actually eligible to be cleared under law were not getting the relief that they they were owed, again, that they um, could access legally under law through the petition-based process. Um, So a lot of people, when we think about criminal record clearance, don't realize that um, across the country, people with criminal, with certain criminal convictions can get their records cleared um, by petitioning the court for relief. Mm -hmm. Um, The big issue, though, is that the vast majority of people who are eligible to do this don't actually do it because the petition-based process, it has a lot of barriers to to navigating. So it um, oftentimes costs money. You have to take time off of work. You have to get the expertise of lawyers. Um, Oftentimes people don't know about it. And so there's this really big barrier that we were trying to solve for. So how can we increase the number of people who can get certain criminal convictions taken off of their record. And so that's where Clear My Record came out of. And so we developed an application online, which is still active today, mm-hmm. called, if you go right now on your computer, <laughs> www.clearmyrecord.org, anyone can access it. And it's for people with criminal convictions in certain counties in California to help them get connected to attorneys in those counties to help them navigate this process. And so the, the goal being, you know, how do we increase the numbers of people who are getting this relief? I want to actually just pause for a moment and talk about why this is even important. Criminal convictions cause so many barriers for people in all areas of life, really. So in accessing jobs and getting housing, getting education. And so we're really trying to solve not only people getting access to this, but also people being able to remove those 
uh, what we call collateral consequences from, from their everyday lives. Clear my record, uh, uh, as it stands today, uh, from that, that online application has helped about 13,000 people get connected to criminal, um, to attorneys who can help them navigate that, that record clearance process. Wow. Which is amazing. Um, yeah. It's a really, really big number. Um, and at the same time, when we think both in California and nationally about the numbers of people who have criminal convictions in general, and so the number is about, estimates are about 70 million people. So about one in three adults have criminal yeah. records. I mean, that number is staggering. Yeah. And so we thought, you know, are we asking the right question in trying to solve for this problem? You know, how do we increase the scope of the support for people with convictions? Um, and it's not just people with convictions, obviously, who are impacted. It's their families, it's their communities as well. So the the scope of the problem is is pretty massive. And so that's where we um, realized that that we could do more. Um, and so fast forward to 2018, in San Francisco, the district attorney, District Attorney Gascon, announced that he was going to be proactively clearing Prop 64. So in California, that's marijuana-related convictions. Yeah. yeah, in California, like a lot of the country, there's momentum for clearing or for legalizing the adult use of marijuana. So Prop 64 was that in California. Yeah. Um, with Prop 64, they identified certain marijuana convictions that mm -hmm. people would now be eligible to petition the court for relief for, which was great. Right. Um, the problem, like in, in the general petition-based process, is that only about 3% of people who are eligible for record mm -hmm. clearance on Prop 64 mm -hmm. um, got their records uh, got those convictions cleared. So that uptake gap, that number is very, very low. And so when the district attorney announced that he was going to be proactively clearing these convictions, so what that means is he would be going through his county's system to see who was eligible and clearing them on behalf of people. That was amazing. And, and Code for America and Clear My Record program saw an opportunity to help out with that. Um, and so we reached out to District Attorney Gascon and said, we can help you um, streamline your process of reviewing these convictions. And so that was the, really the start of our work in the automatic record clearance space. So automatic record clearance, meaning that government, instead of a person, is tasked with clearing these records. So it's taking away the burden of the person who already has um, so many burdens on them already. Yeah and putting that on the government. So out of that um, uh, pilot with the San Francisco District Attorney, we realized that we could expand that pilot to five counties in California. Um, so those counties include, uh, in addition to San Francisco, Sacramento, Contra Costa, um, Los Angeles, and San Joaquin. And so all of these district attorneys had also made the commitment to proactively review these convictions. So it's a pretty like, an ad, I would say, exciting story of record clearance in California because <laughs> in the process of us doing this pilot, a new law was passed, which mm -hmm. uh, changed the game as well. So, um, so while we were thinking about developing technology to help government streamline um, uh, their process of proactively reviewing these convictions, mm -hmm. AB 1793 passed. And What's AB that? 1793, yeah, great question. Um, <laughs> so AB 1793 essentially mandated the government, um, the district attorneys in California and all 58 counties to do the exact same thing that our pilot counties were doing. Mm. Yeah, so it, it, it took the burden off of the person um, uh, 
uh, with a, a specific marijuana conviction that would be eligible to be cleared. It took the burden off of them to proactively go to court and clear it yeah. and said that the government had to do that. It is an automatic record clearance law and a big step towards taking away barriers for people um, that they've been facing with, with these convictions. And so what it also did in terms of technology is that it, it said that the California Department of Justice would provide every district attorney a bulk data set. And so before, and this is important because previously when we were working with our five pilot counties, we thought we were going to have to go, the district attorneys would have to pull records one by one. Okay. Our technology would read these records, way streamlining the process for government, um, but they would still have to pull the records one by one. And so mm-hmm. with this law passing, the government um, just gave them a, a data set. And so that, that pain point of having to pull records one by one was totally taken away. Right. And the technology that we could build would be for a bulk data set instead of individual records. Automating the entire... Automating, <laughs> yeah, totally automating... Um, Automating on a different type of data set that's just way easier to um, to manipulate and to yeah. analyze and to analyze. And ultimately what the technology is analyzing is eligibility under the law. So um, the law presumes eligibility for these particular types of convictions. And so the technology goes through this bulk data set with all conviction history right. for specific counties, reads that data set. And produces an output with eligibility determinations that can wow. then be provided to the court and, and to the state government to update the records. So in an alternate, or I would say an alternate universe, district attorneys would have to go through this bulk data set one by one, but the technology is taking away that need. Um, right. We can read through Clear My Record technology 500,000 lines of conviction data in just a couple minutes. So imagining a district attorney having to read 500,000 lines of data and how long that would take yeah to do that if it even gets done (laughs) yeah right it's exactly it's streamlining government processes and it's getting people relief quicker which is um a key component so the history of clear my record seems like a long time coming um from the introduction of prop 64 to um creating an app for the everyday people to flipping the switch on really putting the responsibility in the government's hands, as opposed to people having to go through these very long, tedious, and quite honestly, resource expensive process. Now, it seems that Clear My Record is almost needed with the introduction of AB 17. Is AB 17 a law in all 50 states? Uh, So AB 1793 is a law specific to California. Okay. And it's specific to Prop 64 marijuana relief. But it does provide a framework for thinking about how automatic record clearance can look both in California for right. other types of remedies as well as across the country. And you make such a good point, which is that AB 1793, um, or Clear My Record, uh, in a lot of ways is, is perfect for AB 1793. Right. Um, the law itself doesn't specify how district attorneys review the convictions that they receive from the Department of Justice. It just says that they have to. Right. And so this is where policy and technology really come together to solve for this problem. Something that we were, as we were in the process, something that we, um, that we realized we could do outside of the pilots was develop software that would allow every district attorney in California mm-hmm. to analyze the data set. So initially we were working in these five pilot counties, um, analyzing 
their convictions. But we were doing that by going on site, having our team go on site, analyze the convictions, um, and do that using our, our, our team. We have 58 counties in California. And if we're thinking about scaling, that's, um, that's not the most feasible model to scale for our engineers to go on site to every 58 county. So what we were able to do is build an easy to use desktop application that would allow every district attorney in California to analyze their bulk data set um, in a fraction of the time that they would have to do um, if they were going to be manually reviewing their data set. So the application is available to every district attorney at no cost. Mm. In addition an implementation blueprint, which is a guide that we wrote for district attorneys and for governments in California who are needing to implement the law based on our experiences with our five pilot counties. Wow. Any district attorney right now can go onto a site that I will give you <laughs> and you can post <laughs> and, uh, and how it works is that they download this application onto their local computer you don't need a network to run it, so it's secure in that sense. Mm. They would import their, their bulk data set that they receive from the state. They would uh, select eligibility criteria, and then the, the application would analyze their data set, producing the outputs they would need with all eligibility determinations. And again, this can happen in just a couple minutes. Right. Um, you know, when we were developing this, we're thinking, how do we make this as easily accessible to every county as possible, understanding mm-hmm. that every county has different different technical resources, uh, right? So some counties have a pretty robust IT department, some counties don't. Mm. So how do we baseline level, make it accessible for everybody from those counties who are using um, uh, big IT departments to those who who are just doing it on their own? Yeah, so it seems like you've made this as easy and simple as possible to use. How have you found different counties in California or even outside of California implementing these softwares into their processes? We're getting a great traction. Uh, We've had, our pilot counties have been great spokespeople for Mm -hmm. uh, the use of Clear My Record technology, um, which has been really helpful in in gaining trust among the other counties. Something that was key in the bill is that it had a timeline. So Mm -hmm. AB 1793 gave district attorneys um, until uh, about a year. So uh, they uh, have until July 1st of 2020 oh, wow. to review the convictions. On July 1st, all district attorneys in California have to provide the list of convictions in their county that are eligible for relief to the courts. Oh. Um, and the complete process is DAs give it to the courts, the courts update the records, the courts provide those updates back to the state. So there are three kind of main steps in that. District attorneys, courts, and the Department of Justice. So with our technology, district attorneys have the tool now to complete this process way before the July 1st deadline. Right. Um, and again, at, at no cost to them. So obviously, this is a very long process, as I mentioned before. What results have you seen? How do you guys measure success, both internally or externally, both in the people that you're helping? Like, do you have any anecdotal stories of people who have used Clear My Record? So this is both a long process coming, but in a lot of ways, the the pace that we're working is pretty quick. So even though we have been working in the criminal justice space with the original Clear My Record application for people, Prop 64 relief and the subsequent AB 1793 law has all happened um, pretty quickly. And our ability to develop technology that 
meets government needs within that timeline um, has been pretty, uh, pretty quick to implement, um, which is great because that means that we're able to meet government needs in real time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it also shows that while obviously planning processes need to happen in order for government to do automatic record clearance, it also shows that um, governments have systems in place that will allow them to uh, see what Clear My Record is doing, understand that they can do that themselves and that we can help them do that um, so that they can get people relief in an automatic way without large scale systems change, without it taking decades to do. Yeah. Government has yeah. the resources to do it now. Yeah. Um, uh, so when we're thinking about impact, we obviously want to think about how we can get relief to people at scale in the quickest ways possible, given that people right now are facing really concrete barriers to moving on with their lives. So uh, of course we don't want to rush and, and, and not build things that work or build things that meet people's needs, but we have a really great model of doing it in, um, in a time frame that, that is totally possible now. So the biggest impact for our North Star is to clear all eligible criminal convictions in the country. That is a really audacious goal, but one that we think is possible and is really, really exciting. Um, again, thinking back to those millions of people in the country who have convictions, where those convictions are really impacting their ability to live full lives, this is a really important goal. So the ways that we're measuring impact are thinking about how many convictions we're clearing, uh, what types of convictions we're clearing. Mm -hmm. So to say a little bit more about that, we know that there are certain types of convictions um, uh, and records, I should say, that pose more of a barrier for people. So for instance, um, felony convictions often pose more of a barrier for people than misdemeanor convictions. Or when we think about what a record looks like, there can be arrests that don't lead to convictions versus convictions. And we know that convictions are often more impactful than non-convictions like, like arrests. Right. So when we're thinking about automatic record clearance, um, as well as advancing policies that, that lead to automatic record clearance, we want to make sure that we are targeting those convictions that are most impactful or those things on people's records that are most impactful for somebody's well-being. You know, everything that we do is really centering the ultimate, the, the end user. So while we're building for government, we are building for government such that they can provide services to people. And in this case, people who are most impacted by the criminal justice system. So that is one kind of key way that we are measuring success. So, you know, can people get jobs? Can people get education? Can people get housing that previously they weren't able to because of, because of convictions? AB 1793 is a great example of, as I mentioned before, policy being the starting point for impactful change. And so we're also thinking, you know, if we want to really clear all convictions, we need policies to be passed. Mm -hmm. that, are you guys so there's, pass any policies? Yeah. Um, so we are currently in the process of scoping out how we best tap into the growing momentum across the country for this type of work. And excitingly, there is a lot of momentum across the country. So it, it's a pretty exciting time to be doing record clearance work. Yeah. And again, we're building off of the momentum in states that have implemented in places like California. Um, to give you an, another example in California, this past year, uh, a new law or a new bill was introduced, AB 1076, which builds off of AB 1793. Um, and AB 1076 uh, is essentially a record clearance law for people who have finished probation 
and, and for non-convictions as well. So it, it greatly expands the number of people who can take advantage of automatic record clearance in California. So that's a, a really exciting, a really exciting thing that's happening in California. And and because of our work on AB 1793, we were able to give input and and um, technical technical consultation around how that how that bill might be implemented and. And from the work that we've done in AB 1793, really show again that automatic record clearance is possible, that we have technologists who can do this work and how we empower governments to be able to do it themselves. Because part of our, our mission at Code for America is to show what's possible, but also to help other people do that, right? And other people meaning government. How can we really show government that they can do this themselves? And how can we equip them with the tools to be able to do that in the most effective and scalable ways? Clearly, there are a lot of areas where Clear My Record can be used. What tactics are you using to spread outside of California to places like Pennsylvania, Utah, and Michigan? So we're, we're currently staying uh, really tapped into movements and momentum that is happening um, across the country. And, and making sure that the ways that we are tapping in is most useful and beneficial to the places that are, are pursuing this work. So we are currently scoping ways that we can be involved nationally with this growing momentum towards automatic record clearance. Okay, stepping back a little bit, just thinking about the entire mission of Code for America, which is basically to make navigating and using the government as easy and simple as possible. What would you say to someone who is just a regular citizen who doesn't really believe in the help that the government can give them? So Code for America, um, as I mentioned before, believes that government can work for people, but with this acknowledgement that it has not always worked for people. So the criminal justice system is a key example of that, where people are really struggling because of how the criminal justice system has impacted their lives. Mm -hmm. And we see that not just obviously with the criminal justice system, but with other areas of work at Code for America. So feeling frustrated with applying for food stamps, you know, feeling like they can't access the resources which government ostensibly should be providing for them. Everything that we do is centering these people in our work, this acknowledgement that government has not always served people. And so part of our work in working with government is showing that a different way of government service is possible so that people feel like they can actually trust government. Mm -hmm. So when people, for instance, um, to take another example outside of the criminal justice portfolio, um, our, our Get CalFresh project, which um, improves the way that people access CalFresh. Can you explain what CalFresh is? CalFresh in California is the way that people access food assistance in California, government food assistance. And so Get CalFresh is a way for people to access these resources um, in an easier and more user-friendly way. So we're hoping that by showing an example of people getting government services successfully, we can improve the way that people see government and improve the trust that people have in seeking government services and seeing government as a resource for them. We see it as a multi-pronged strategy. We want to set with people's needs and we want to show a different way of government operations. Yes. And I think it's very important to note that programs like Clear My Record and even Get CalFresh affect a very specific demographic of people. Marijuana possession, although is used just as much in black and brown communities as it is in white communities, black and brown people are targeted, arrested, and convicted twice as much. Um, so to get these communities as much help as possible, especially in terms of food assistance, housing, student loans, jobs, 
these are all very important in equity and equality across the nation. That is so right. We see automatic record clearance work as a way to remedy, for instance, years-long um, war on drugs that have, as you say, disproportionately impacted communities of color and poor communities, um, both in California and across the country. So yeah, I think that's a great place to start. So we are going to move on to our rapid fire question round. Okay. Um, I'm gonna ask you just a series of very short questions. Um, try to keep your answers under 30 seconds and I won't respond to any of them. What is one tech tool or website that you or your organization has started using in the last year? So I've actually started using HubSpot and Salesforce more than I ever had before. And this is so that we can streamline the way that we get our application, the Clear My Record application, out to district attorneys in California. So it helps us keep in touch with people and, and it eases that process for us so we can get in touch with people as quickly as possible and in ways that reach the most amount of people. Are there any tech issues that you're battling right now? Besides my own personal use of Excel, which is a whole other issue, um, I would say that there isn't, so the tech issue that is not something necessarily that we're battling with, but something that we're always trying to center, as I mentioned before, is making sure that we are meeting as many government needs as possible. So the person who has very little skills to the person who is an IT manager at a department, how do we build technology that meets all of those needs? What is coming in the next year that has you most excited? Expansion. It is so exciting to think about all of the different places and people who are motivated to see automatic record clearance become a reality um, in their state or in their jurisdiction, and then to be part of helping make that a possibility. Talk about a mistake you made early in your career that shapes the way you do things now. I am a social worker by training um, mm -hmm. and have been in the social work field for um, over 10 years before coming to Code for America. And something that I always struggled with, as I think a lot of social workers do, is burnout. That obviously impacts the way that you're able to do your work, um, the empathy that you have towards people that you're working with, um, and your ability to stay engaged um, on a long-term basis. Um, and so I know that that is possible. Um, and so I'm really cautious about not having that be present in the work that I'm doing at Code for America. Can nonprofits successfully go out of business? At Code for America, we want to show what's possible and we want to show others how to do it. Um, and so in an ideal world, we are creating a system where government has the capacity to do the things that we are showing them how to do. ClearMyRecord.org, the original application, is a good example of, of something that we hope will eventually be phased out as much as possible, right? So in an automatic record clearance world, people won't need to get help from attorneys, right? They'll be able to get relief automatically. So ideally, um, uh, NGOs can, if not go out of business, really scale down um, what they're providing. Okay, hot tub time machine, back to the beginning of your work. What advice would you give yourself? I'd say to get ready for fast growth and momentum. So I've started at Code for America about a year ago. And in the year that, um, that I've been here, we started with one county, we expanded to five counties, we expanded to the rest of the state. Um, there are so many opportunities that have come up. Um, and uh, just to be ready for all of those opportunities and to really embrace um, the potential that this work uh, showed us. If you had a Harry Potter type wand for your industry, what would you do? 
I would say is having a social justice lens on everything. So tech obviously impacts every aspect of life, as does dynamics of privilege and, and systemic oppression. And so to think about the possibility of seeing tech be a social justice warrior in every space is super exciting. How did you get started in the social impact space? So I, um, as I mentioned before, I've been a social worker. Um, so I have been doing a number of different types of social work, but always having a criminal justice um, either lens or indirect criminal justice work, largely doing community-based consultation work or direct services with people. So straight out of college, that was the first thing I did and, and haven't looked back. On a similar note to your answer, what advice would you give college grads looking to enter the social impact sector? Do it. <laughs> and I would also be creative about it. So when I started my career, I never thought that being in tech would be something that I would do as a social worker. Um, but looking back and seeing all the opportunities that tech could have helped out with in the work that I did as a social worker, um, it seemed pretty obvious. So I um, would really encourage people to, to, again, think creatively about the kinds of social impact that, um, that is possible. And then, yeah, and then do it. Yeah, that's the end of our rapid fire round. <laughs> Lastly, where can people find you? People can email me at Aaliyah, so it's A-L-I-A at codeforamerica.org, all one word, or can check us out online at codeforamerica.org, all one word. Okay, thank you so much, <laughs> Aaliyah, for taking the time to talk about this amazing project that I think is doing really amazing work. And it was so great to reconnect with you again after Afrotech. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This has been Using the Whole Whale. For more resources on today's show, please visit wholewhale.com slash podcast and consider following us on Twitter at Whole Whale. And thanks for joining us.